Now You're Seeing It, a podcast about hunting, fishing, and general woodsmanship told through stories, experiences, and a little bit of humor. I'm your host, Jake McPherson. Let's gear up, get in the woods. Welcome back to Now You're Seeing It podcast. I am your host, Jake McPherson. This is episode number 17, New Directions. We're just about at the halfway, I think actually probably a little through halfway point of the whitetail hunting season. So for me, the the buzz of filling that firearms tag uh, earlier this month is pretty much worn off. And now I'm turning the focus back to the stick and string for the next month and a half. Um, it's going to be all about filling at least one of those deer archery tags and maybe even one of them turkey tags. That'd be cool. So wish me luck on all those adventures. And I'm sure you will be along for definitely the successful ones, at least. And good luck to all the other hunters out there still looking to fill that fridge. And uh, hope you guys can get her done before the end of the end of the season kicks out. So. Before I begin, dive back into this whole archery deer woods and talking hunting and fishing and all that fun stuff, I've taken some downtime between the Missouri firearms and archery seasons here to kind of go back and evaluate what I've what we've put out on this podcast. And after listening back to several episodes, I quickly realized that there wasn't really a true direction for the show. I mean, really, I started this thing, like I've said before, basically as a supplement for my addiction to hunting. It's quickly turned into from a supplement to a hobby and again, from a hobby to a passion. But we might ask a passion for what? It's it's kind of the question I had to ask myself. And after many hours and days of deep thoughts and conversations, I feel like I've identified where we need to take this thing. And I'll go first. My name is Jacob Curtis McPherson. I'm 40 years old. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Tracy. I have two boys. My oldest son, Ryder, is 18 years old, and he is a freshman at the University of Kansas, Rock Chalk. 
And my youngest son, Cormac, is 16 years old. He is autistic, but no sympathy here. He is absolutely freaking amazing. He's hilarious, extremely talented at dancing and acting, and probably knows more about World War history than the History Channel. I mean, he's freaking awesome. I have two dogs, Coda and Gray. Coda is a mixed hunting dog, and Gray is a pit bull mix. They're great and completely spoiled rotten. Uh, I am by trade a union sheet metal worker, but truly from, I mean, Papa John's to vacuum sales, lube technician, brick tender, roofer, carpenter, delivery guy. I mean, I've done almost everything at least once. And this includes things that aren't so easily admitted like drug addiction, alcoholism, criminal activity. I went through the majority of my life running into walls and doing things my way, not the right way. And due to my voluntary enrollment into the School of Hard Knocks, I believe now I have graduated to a level of mentor and a motivator and hopefully a confidant. Um, I have overcame. I overcame a cocaine addiction that I had during my late teens and early twenties, and then I became an alcoholic for almost twenty years. It's now been over a year without a drop of alcohol, and what has been my second attempt at alcohol sobriety. Um, the first attempt didn't quite work out. It was a little over three years ago, I had begun to make drunk brain choices, and one of those choices almost ended my marriage. So on that attempt, I, I did go full send. I mean, I started listening to people like the man himself, Jocko Willink. I started eating clean and healthy, and I started running and completed several 5Ks and 10Ks and even a handful of half marathons. And I also started training in MMA and jujitsu, in which I still have and do compete in local tournaments here around Kansas City and, and some of the cities nearby, Omaha, whatnot. All this was great, except in that success that I was finding doing these activities, I thought I could handle, again, handle the occasional drink. I thought that, that that addiction had was tamed, that I had beaten it. I was wrong. I slowly began to fold drinking back into my sober activities, and I got quite good at what I call rum running and drunk jitsu. Because all this success, and because of all this success that I was still having, even though I was completely messed up, I... I'd, didn't even realize that I had actually turned back down the road to again being a drunk. And due to the fact that was that I was functioning, I convinced myself I didn't have a problem and I was dead wrong. It took a very, very short time for my wife, Tracy, to call me out. And of course, at the moment, I felt attacked and I felt embarrassed 
and really didn't take well to her honest words of concern. You know, I thought they, they came off as judgment, but she was worried about me. And I made about 50 excuses to her right there at the kitchen table before she looked me straight in the eye and asked me the question of questions. Do you hear yourself? And that pissed me off. Man, that made me hot. And I stormed out and you don't know shit. And I mean, I was mad. Like I said, aggressively defending my position. And after I had walked away for a minute and I was able to honestly process the question and look at myself in the mirror, I realized she was right. I was aggressively trying to justify and defend my alcoholism, which I believe is usually the initial reaction of the addict. I mean, I don't think any of us are like, hell yeah, I'm an alcoholic. Thanks for noticing. I don't think that that's usually not the response, at least from the episodes of uh, intervention that I've seen. Typically, it doesn't go well. Um, regardless of that conversation and my conscious acknowledgement of a problem, I kept drinking. And what started back as a mudslide on a Saturday turned into two to three shots at lunch, two to three shots on the way home, two or three shots on the way to the gym, two or three shots on the way to the track, two or three shots back on the way home from all that. And I'd convince myself that oh, it's only a couple shots. But after you do the math, I was averaging 10 to 15 shots a day. That's no bueno. This continued until my wife went out of town the weekend of August 28th, 2022. I took full advantage of zero accountability to get completely fucked up. I literally could not pick myself up off of the bathroom floor. Somehow, in my drunken stupor, I managed to have a single sober thought that has truly changed my life forever. If something were to happen to one of my boys, I wouldn't have been able to help them. I wasn't. It was an extremely sobering thought. What kind of a father renders himself down to a point where he is no longer capable of caring for or saving his children. Well, I was that guy. I was that father. And I was deeply saddened, embarrassed, humbled, humiliated, and just plain pissed off at myself. I actually, I remember saying out loud on the floor of the bathroom, never again, I am done with this shit. And my first day of alcohol sobriety began the next day, August 29th, 2022. Now my brother at that time was about to be going on his second black bear hunt in his home state of Colorado. And we were going to go hunting the previous year together. I flaked out on him. He was going again. And, and this time, he, he wanted me to go. He says, I think you need to come here. I think you need to get out here and see it. And being 
I mean, I'm telling you the best big brother on the freaking planet. He guaranteed me a completely alcohol-free week in the Rocky Mountains. And he delivered. And thank you, brother. You saved my life. As each day passed on that trip, I found myself at peace. And I began to realize the medicine that nature has to offer. I don't think anyone has truly ever quit drinking as easily as I have this last time. Because this time it was different. This time, that hole created by the drinking was almost immediately filled with the passion and honestly, an addiction to the power of Mother Earth and all her gifts. Truly, for the first time in my life, I was starting to see it. What is it? What is it? Well, it is many different things to many different people. And depending on your history and your background, it could mean anything in the realm of happiness, understanding, humility, pride, which to put in a nutshell basically means seeing the natural world and learning how your inner being is reliant upon her for true happiness and peace. Now, I'm not saying that hunting is the answer for everybody. It's not. It's it's not for everybody. Uh, that, that's period, point blank. Hunting is not for everybody. So find your why to get back to nature or to get in it for the first time and see what she has to offer. Fishing, hiking, canoeing, kayaking, bird watching, photography, morel mushrooms, Anything to get your body outside and away from the noise of this artificial world that consumes our every waking moment. I mean, do me a favor as you're listening to this podcast, look around you. What is natural about any of it? I mean, unless you're in your tree stand right now, which touche, proud of you, you're seeing it. But for those that aren't, for those of you in your car or in your office or in your home, look around. As a species, we've been out without these things a hell of a lot longer than we've had them. Phones, TVs, cars, skyscrapers. Hell, even most of the food we consume these days isn't natural. Regardless of what the package says, to them, 1% natural is enough to slap natural on the package and then sell it to us to eat and to feed our children. Just, yeah, don't get me started on that. That's a whole other bag of chips on that one. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I challenge any of y'all listening in to this show, go outside. Not in the backyard, um, unless that's where the noise doesn't exist. But go to a conservation area or a nature preserve or a national park or a state park or the lake, a pond, just away from people and the noise so you can just communicate with yourself and the earth in peace. Five minutes barefoot in the backyard isn't going to do it. 
you're going to think I'm an idiot. You're going to think I'm full of it and you're never going to try it again. And I hope that isn't the case. You've got to get out far enough so all you can do is hear yourself and the natural world around you. We have to try to completely detach from the artificial world and allow nature to flow back into our soul. This is the direction that I'm on. This is the direction the show is going. So for all you folks out there listening, this is your formal open invite to join me and this podcast where we continue our personal journeys to see it. This is a deer camp for the people that want to find a greater meaning in life in the woods. And for those who feel trapped or addicted or unsure of themselves and, and, and their worth, we're here for you. I'm here for you. This show is here for you. We're here to hopefully help guide each other to a better, healthier, happier life through a steady diet of nature and her life-saving mental medicine. With that, I think I'm going to put a stamp on this one and we'll go ahead and send her. I don't want to get too deep on this one. This is kind of a lot to swallow lot to think about. Um, but I do want to thank all of you guys for listening to the show, supporting the show. It, I can't explain the amount of gratitude I have to each and every one of you, even if you pr press the play button for 30 seconds, which is all you need to do to get a listen. Even if you're just doing that, I appreciate you. If you're sharing my stuff, Thank you. If you're liking it, thank you. Five stars, thank you. One star, thank you. At least I know I need to work on something, you know, the feedback and all that. So I appreciate the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and, and it's all worth something. So for more show information, content, or to reach out to me, we are at NYSI Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We have our Facebook is now you're seeing it podcast email NYSI podcast at gmail.com. And to support the show in a monetary way, you can visit our website NYSI podcast.buzzsprout.com to make a modest or major monthly contribution to the show that would completely rock out loud. Or simply just follow, five star, subscribe, like, share. I mean, I'm telling you, that is equally as appreciated and does a ton for this show as far as our reach and our availability to get out to more peoples. So please do that. And I thank you in advance for all of it. And truly, last but not least, whatsoever before we wrap this thing up we are gonna give a special thanks to mr bryant carter and the bryant carter band their song gone off the album devil's wash Pand, as well as many other kick-ass authentic missouri music songs and albums 
are available on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, iHeart, and many others. Um, check them, find them on Facebook. Check them out. Have a listen. Send some likes, some loves. Give them a little support. It goes a long way for all of us. Again, I appreciate all of you for listening. I know this this one's kind of been a little bit shorter, but we're doing um, quality over quantity from here on in. We're not just going to come onto this thing just to bullshit about nothing. We're going to talk about something that means something to at least somebody out there. So at least maybe one of you guys, gals, will will take the challenge to step outside and get back into nature where we belong. This has been Real People, and I can't wait to see you Was the knife to bone again Like the coldest winter winds well, I can't keep them out And in the sand well, I'll draw the map as planned With the two-day blacktop town well, I'll just walk the line